Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of the Happy Cast with Ben and Brian. We are your number one source for the things that make you happy, the things that bum you out, and everything in between. I'm Brian, and joining me is a man who, if he were a magician, his stage name would be Magic Ian. Ben. Hello. I am slightly magical. A lot of people don't know that about me. It's one of your many hobbies, the many, the, the many talents of Mr. Ben. Oh, that's not. I, I didn't even know about it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, that's not a hobby. I I just am magic. Oh, from birth, yeah. you just kind of that way by default. Yes, yes. Most muggles don't know that kind of thing, but yes, I am definitely a magic, Ian. <laughs> All right, cool. I I'm, I'm glad glad to know that. We now that that's on the table, I I feel I feel like I better understand where you're coming from. Yes, uh, should we do our contact info up front this time? Because we always end up throwing it in the middle of the show. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. So how can the fine people listening to this audio recording contact us if they so choose? Email, voicemail, Facebook, Twitter, f- blogspot. Oh, you're good at this. Okay. All right. Moving on. Yes. Uh, no. Would you like to? <laughs> would you like to go? Would you like to go into more details about how they can email, voicemail, Twitter, or Facebook us? Uh, Twitter.com slash HappyCast, Facebook.com, and then search for HappyCast. We're the one with the colon, close parentheses, colon logo. Uh, the <laughs> HappyCast.blogspot.com. There you can find a couple polls. Right now, we have two polls going. One for the No News Is Not New News segment. Uh, which of our news stories was weirder? Brian's clown car. No, zombie clown car story. Or yeah. my parasailing Zombie. donkey story, which is currently tied three to three, and we have a survey that is just to help us make the podcast better, where you guys can vote on as many segments as you want for which ones you enjoy. And I actually left one of the segments off for the Craigslist, but yeah, you're just going to assume that people like that one. We're going to assume. You're not. You're, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard not... news that people really liked the frig thing because it. I get well. Technically, we didn't even write that. We just made no, no. We just made jokes about not spelling we, well. We, yes. Oh, Georgia, how I love you. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, email. Yes, we have email. What's our email, Brian? Our email address is happycastfeedback at gmail.com. That's right, happycastfeedback at gmail.com. Check out the blog. I don't know if you gave that out earlier. Yes. The Thehappycast.blogspot.com. Follow us on Twitter. We are Happycast. Or are we The Happycast? We're Happycast. That's important. We're The Happycast on on the blog. We're Happycast everywhere else. Follow me on Twitter. This is a personal plug. Twitter.com slash guy. Follow me. Follow me on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Panther. But most of you probably already are, if you hear this, as far as I know. And our voicemail line is 80-me-zero-we-us-i. A-zero. <laughs> Are you sure it's A-zero? I'm pretty sure it's A-zero. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, it is Call... 206-309-3874, and since 2 is not 8, then it, I'm pretty sure it has to be A. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So feel free to call and leave us a voicemail at any time of the day, day or night. Um, but not now on... at 12:34 p.m. <laughs> okay. Any time except for 12:34 p.m. Yes. Or I a- forgot to mention that. A.M. is okay, but not p.m. Okay. So. 
So are, are, you, are you ready to hear about this week's involuntary sponsor? Uh, if you have one, because I did not prepare one. I do have one. I'm excited about it, too, uh, because I did not know this existed until just hours ago. Ooh. This week's involuntary sponsor is... The Wheel. Clu- <laughs> the, the, oh, we'll, we'll save that for a later date. You didn't know it existed uh, until just a few hours ago. <laughs> I'm behind the times, apparently. Uh, but no, it is Clue, but not just any Clue. This is Clue, the Seinfeld Collector's Edition. Whoa. Really? Yes. Have you have you ever played a game of Clue and wished it were more like a classic sitcom? No, I've wished it were more like the movie Clue, but that's it. <laughs> some, some more Tim Curry, really? I like Tim Curry. All right, well, if you have ever thought to yourself, I wish this Clue were more like a classic sitcom, Seinfeld Clue is here, and here, here's the basic premise. Uh, just like regular Clue, you have six suspects, one thief, weapons, and Newman is out cold. Someone killed Newman? <laughs> no, wait, wait, let me finish, let me finish. <laughs> That's what I thought when I first read it, too, and I was, to be honest, I was a little bit terrified, but... Um, uh, the the uh, the description says this board game takes place at a gathering at Jerry's apartment, where Newman unveils a homemade newsletter containing embarrassing stories about Jerry, Elaine, George, Kramer, Putty, and Frank Costanza. <laughs> it's, a ter- it's a terrible premise. Okay, he, he tells everyone like he gathers them to Jerry's apartment and tells them that he plans to use his postal route to distribute the newsletter all over New York. <gasps> Over, overnight, Newman is attacked and his newsletters are stolen. He calls everyone to Jerry's apartment and exclaims, One of you knocked me out and stole my newsletters. And if I don't find out who did it and where my newsletters are, I will let the police figure it out. Now it's up to the suspects to determine who bonked Newman on the head, what they hit him with, and where the missing newsletters are. Wow. Oh, it sounds awful. So, so bad. I want to play it. Uh- I like how they only had four main characters. So they had to throw two more secondary characters in there. <laughs> uh, Putty, <laughs> uh, Frank Costanza. Those, to, though, if they had to pick two secondary characters, they picked the correct one. I would pick Newman if he weren't the one knocked out cold. I would pick that dentist that Ryan Cranston played. Brian Cranston, sorry, Brian Cranston. I don't remember what locations are there. Is it all in Jerry's apartment? I, <laughs> No, well, I mean, the game takes place in Jerry's apartment. The newsletters are elsewhere. Uh, I I have read all the info I have on it. Oh, too bad. You should get that game, and we'll play it over the air. That that that'll be awesome. Yes, let's do that. Oh, I'm excited now. Yes, dibs on Kramer. <sighs> all right, fine. You can be Kramer. I'll be Frank. Do I get to slide uh, anyway, around? I'll- <laughs> yes, you have to. That is the only way to traverse the board is by sliding around. And to play a Seinfeld, you have to talk like Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Oh, I feel like I'm being set up. Are you sure you don't not, want to? You sure you don't want to really, do a Seinfeld? I'm really here? positive. I'm, I'm actually going to. I'm going to create my own custom uh, character for the game. It's going to be Robin Williams as a guest star on Seinfeld. Wow! Did he ever guest star on Seinfeld? Not to my knowledge, no sir. Oh, that's not even—that's not canon anymore. I don't think it was canon to begin with. That's, okay, touche. Should we move on to happy hour? 
I, I think we should. Let's let's move forth. It's that's right, we're here in Happy Hour, the part of the show where we talk about what's making us happy this week. Ben, what do you got? Well, I am happy about... Oh, hold on. My Wiimote is tangled around my microphone cord. I am happy about a Wii game, coincidentally, <laughs> that I'm currently playing while I'm recording. So if I suddenly scream out, Oh, I caught a hammerhead shark! That's because I'm playing Animal Crossing! Wait, uh, wait! You're playing a game while you record the podcast. You're not giving the podcast your undivided attention. No. <laughs> that's that's cool. Neither am I. I'm actually mailing out uh, Christmas letters as we speak while we podcast. Wow! Do I get one? Uh, yes, but only if you send me a copy of Animal Crossing. Oh, forget that then. Animal Crossing. It is a casual video game that has been on the GameCube, DS, and Wii, and N64 in Japan, but that's not as important. It's a casual game where, <laughs> so it's like you hardcore gamers might not like it or think it's boring or stupid, but it's a very fun thing to do while you're doing something else. I do it while listening to podcasts, while hanging out with Megan, while recording podcasts. <laughs> now you know... Um, pretty much, you move into this town, you are a human, and everyone else is some kind of anthropomorphic animal with a clever name that has to do with what animal it is. Like, there's a duck named Drake, like Duckwing Drake, and just stuff like that. Oh, I, I've actually played a little bit of this game back on the GameCube. It was it was whimsical, I guess I would call it. Uh, it, had a, it definitely had a sense of humor uh, to it. I, I remember primarily the the game being about me paying off a loan shark, I think. Yeah, is that that's, was that accurate? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, you move into town, you don't have a house yet. And I don't know why you moved and didn't have anywhere to stay yet. And so you meet the shopkeeper. Yeah, that, and he's like, that seems like poor, yeah. poor foresight on your character's part. It's like, yeah. I moved to town, I really need a house, I guess. My town is named Brumpton, because you can name your own town. Not a, not a great ta- name town, but... But you move to town, you meet this raccoon <laughs> named Tom Nook. And, oh, Tom Nook. Oh, I know. He owns a little shop, and he, he I think he's a part of a mob syndicate or something. But you move to town, and you're like, oh, I have four houses here. And you pick one of the houses, like, okay, <laughs> I, I won't make you pay it off immediately, but you do owe me, like, 100,000 bells, and bells is the money unit they have there. That's Animal Crossing currency. I... Are they are they actual physical bells? I'm not sure. I I was never clear on that. Uh, the symbol is a little bell on your icon, but they come in bags, and some look like coins. So I don't really know what's going on there. <laughs> it's really weird. But uh, it's but it's weird because the way you get money is um, for fun. You can go around and fish in the river and the ocean and and try to because there are all sorts of different kind of fish. You can try to catch bugs. Those are the two easiest ways. Or picking fruit. But you get money by picking and catching those things, selling them to Tom Nook, who's giving you money, much less than they'd actually be worth, and then you use that money he gave you to pay it off. So it's... He's a horrible person. He is. Stay clear of Tom Nook. He he will he will rip you off every time, so... I mean, I guess, I guess uh, the best way from from the best way to describe it, based on your description, is it kind of sounds similar to the best-selling PC game of all time, The Sims, which would be The Sims. It sounds kind of simish. 
Yeah, it is that kind of game, except you don't have to worry about using the bathroom or cleaning dishes or anything. You just get to relax <laughs> and explore town, talk to your talk to the people every day, different things go on. It it works totally in real time. So as it gets dark outside your window, it gets dark in the game. Um, so around Christmas, it's like the Lazy Man Sims. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's the more fun Sims. You can enjoy it. You can go out and explore. Uh, Drake the Duck asked, asked eh, sorry, asked Megan to play hide and seek earlier, which was cool. Um, and one of the most fun parts of it is trying to collect furniture sets because there's all these really cool furniture stuff you can get in the game, and you want to try to get the entire set to fill up your house because you get stuff for that. And right now, I've been... I have a few things. I have an old-school Mario pipe, a Mario Power Mushroom, a Mario Flagpole, and a Mario Bullet Bill Cannon. Do you have... Uh, the version you're playing, does it have the, the arcade machine where you could actually walk up and play the classic Nintendo games? Like, you could play, like... Um, I, I forget what machines they had. Excite Bike and whatnot. Uh, that was that's only in the uh, GameCube version because the Wii has an online store oh. where you can download and buy NES games. So they couldn't really. <laughs> okay, so, so, uh, they didn't, didn't want to uh, cannibalize their own cells, I guess. Yeah. Well, okay. So pick up pick up Animal Crossing on the GameCube because that is the best version apparently. No, no, no. The Wii version is so much better. It's bigger. There's more stuff to do. I am currently wearing a Mario hat. And one of those disguises that has the big nose and the mustache. Okay, but what's your character wearing in the game? Oh, but same thing. I, oh, oh, that's okay. also well, that's so something I forgot to say. Um, I went to this little store where you can design things, and I went to the store and I designed a Happy Cast logo T-shirt, which I'm now wearing in the game, and I've made our um, town flag. Oh, all right. The Happy Cast is well represented in your town. What was it called again, your town? Brumpton. Brumpton, yes. So now you just have to monetize the Happy Cast by selling your fellow uh, residents of your town Happy Cast merchandise. Yes. Would you like a Happy Cast smell box or maybe maybe these flip-flops with the Happy Cast logo on the on the bottom? <laughs> but, oh, yeah, uh, my sister wears it now, too. Uh, she came over to visit my town because you can play online if you're friends with a person. And she came over to my town and got the design. Now she has, she's wearing it around town too. So, awesome. Did you did you charge her? Are you making money from this design? I should have, <laughs> but you should have. It's just bells. Note. Okay, make a note for the future. Do, do, do. All right. Thank you for telling us about Animal Crossing. My happy hour pick of the week is. Uh, midnight movie openings. You know, it's when the, the movie's new. You go to the theater at midnight to experience it with a crowd. It's really quite fantastic. I haven't done it in a while, but um, something tells me that because you are a former theater employee, you may have a different take on midnight movie openings. Do you? You'd think so, but because I was under 18 when I worked at the movie theater, I wasn't allowed to work past 10.30 or 11, one of those two. So I never had to okay. work them, which was awesome. So you never had to deal with the midnight movie opening? No. That's good. That's good. But um, I, I heard from people who worked them that they are not very fun. Well, they're fun to go to for the most part. I haven't been in the past, I guess, year or so, actually. It's kind of, it's kind of a bummer. But um, I, I've, been, I've been to a few. I went to see Watchmen at midnight. I think uh, Cloverfield 
Ooh. Although the thing I don't know the thing about a midnight movie opening is the the, the crowd. There's this great excitement among people, and um, I th- wait wait. Uh, I think I, Star Wars Episode Three. I couldn't go at midnight because it was a school day, so I went school let out early, so I went at noon the next day, and it was really it was really quite exciting. The uh, last thing I saw at midnight was Alice in Wonderland. Actually, the Tim Burton. Oh, one. oh midnight. So. So was there was there a good crowd at the midnight showing? Yeah, we were first in line because since I work I worked in the movie theater, I can generally estimate correctly the best time to show up, like how early you can show up and be first in line, just perfectly, sort of. Uh, that's that's a good skill to have. Yes, because um, I have other friends who are like, no, let's just get there like ten minutes early. I'm like, you do know this is opening weekend for this movie, right? Ten minutes early, it, it, we're not going to get a great seat for Harry Potter six. I saw that at midnight too. Well, well, so you you've been to your fair share of midnight movie openings. Oh, I love them. So that's a good happy hour choice. I told, I haven't I been didn't... in a while, but I need to start going again. Waiting for a good movie. Yeah, I haven't to been grab in a while. Me. I haven't been in a while either, and I don't know if it's because uh, the like the the movies released over the past year haven't really grabbed me like like movies of the past. Or if if the midnight movie opening is a young man's game, and it's just part of me becoming a a uh, a bitter old man that it's like ah oh, I can't I can't deal with that anymore. <laughs> the kids at the at the movies at midnight, I I no longer enjoy getting home from the theater at three a.m. Uh, before a midnight movie that I know I'm going to the nights before that I will practice by staying up till like two in the morning just to see if so I'll be all conditioned for it by the time it comes. Uh, that's, that's a good plan. Good plan of action. Also, drink a highly caffeinated beverage beforehand. Yes. I think that would help. Or um, bring one. Wink, wink. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm surprised that you've been. As a former theater employee, are you are you suggesting that people sneak in outside food or drink? No, of course not. I legally can't say that I'm saying that. I'm saying bl- bring plenty of money to buy lots and lots of drinks. Wink, wink. The wink, wink was unrelated. It was, it was a natural thing. Yeah, I, um, I have a tick right now. I'm sorry. I, I can't control my <laughs> I, facial I, features. I, I'm sorry. I, I really apologize for bringing it up. I thought, I thought it was part of the. I thought we were doing a bit. No, no, no. I, okay, we don't I'm do sorry. bits on this show. You're right. You're right. I thought we would try, but never again. Um, well, uh, one, one final quick note. I, I do recall going alone. To a midnight showing, that's the worst. When you can't, I, it's the saddest thing in the world when you can't convince anyone else to be insane enough to go to a, mov- a movie at midnight. You, usually, I can talk at least one one person into it, like a friend or my brother or something. But uh, I, I remember going alone to see the first Transformers movie at midnight, and I don't know if this is uh, part of like staying up late is difficult or if it reflects the quality of the film but i fell asleep halfway through the film <laughs> and I, I i didn't wake up until the end credits but well i don't blame you because when i watched that on a dvd on a tv i fell asleep halfway through it too twelve dollars well spent zero dollars because it was someone else's movie for me okay although i i, I really did like the um the uh trailer for cloverfield before transformers that made it well worthwhile Oh, I'm trying to, I, going alone does have its 
upside for those movies because if you don't show up really early, it is hard to find a spot for an entire group to sit down. I went with a group of three to see Harry Potter 6, and my friend, he didn't want to go as early as I did. So there were almost no seats left in the entire theater, and we had to split up two and one. One of us, Two of us sat like in the very front, and one <laughs> sat like on an edge halfway up. Oh, that's that's wow. Where did you get to sit with a person, or were you the loner that was cast aside to sit by yourself? I was with my best friend. His sister sat by himself, by herself. That whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that is a bummer. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I enjoy going to a film alone from time to time. Uh, Inception was really good uh, alone, but uh, just something about the midnight the midnight movie. It seems like an event, and. Uh, the, usually, usually the great thing about going to a movie alone is if I go see a movie, and then I'll I'll walk out and I'll, I'll just grab something to eat, maybe get some shopping done, and head home. The, the, I mean, if, you, if you go to a movie at midnight by yourself, it's like all right, it's now it's like three thirty, and I, I I'm gonna drive home, and there's no one else on the road, and it's just a really, really odd, isolated experience. Oh, I love walking around when it's like creepy outside. That sounds weird. That's not how I, I don't mean it to sound creepy and weird. No, I mean like, <laughs> um, oh, I'm trying to think how to fix that. Okay, for example, there's this outdoor mall near where I went to college, and I saw a movie. I, saw, I went at like nine o'clock, but we had to leave halfway through it, and the mall was already closed, and no one else was out because the movie hadn't let out yet. So we were just walking the streets of this outdoor mall, and it just felt like a, a post-apocalyptic area, except nothing no, was destroyed. <laughs> so this is just part of your 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 zombie apocalypse wish fulfillment. You, you're ready to put the zombie plan into action. Well, th- I'm assuming that even though I really would like that kind of thing, I also don't want everyone I know to die or become undead. That's, so that's a good point. Yes, I I wouldn't want that either. Yeah. So I think we should move on to Bummer Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, hey everybody, welcome to the Bummer Patrol, guys. This is part of the show where we talk about what's got us down in the dumps and stuff. Ben, you look kind of sad. What's what's the problem? Why the long face? Nay. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> what? <laughs> we did that joke backwards. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, I, yeah, I, I I set you up for that. I should I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. I apologize. <laughs> Well, this week, I'm pretty bummed. This time, it's not about an actual solid thing. It's about an event that happened to me. I'm not even going to start with what it is. I'm just going to start the story. Okay, so Megan went shopping. All right, so and you're she... being really cryptic about it. Are we going to get answers by the end of it? Are, are you going to drag us along for six years to get this final resolution as to what the event was? I will. Who are the others? The... Sorry, I sorry, am. continue. Okay, what... Now I forgot. No, I remember now. Okay, Megan went shopping, and she was getting. She got me some big cup Reese's that are like an inch thick, and I love those things because I can eat two, and then I don't want any more for a while, and so that way they last longer than a bag of Reese's does. But um, well, yeah. But anyway, so I got them out and I opened them up, and much to my chagrin, I opened it up, like the little package, and. It seems to be empty. Not the package, but the Reese's. 
like the outside shell was there, but about two thirds of the inside wasn't. So it's a hollow chocolate cup. Pretty much near hollow. There was a little bit off to the side, but it was pretty much hollow. And I didn't know if like someone in the factory just got a, like spooned a bunch of it out and then shipped it out. I thought it was just that one, so I opened up the next one, and it was like that. And so were the other five that were total that were in there. Five plus the one I had. I gave Megan the last two. I promised him, promised him two were before, but I didn't like. I was I not like I said. Oh, these are bad. You take them, Megan. The last one she are, are opened sure? had a small hole in the side, that like the size of a straw. So like someone <laughs> like snuck into the store, stuck a straw in the Reese's, and sucked all the peanut butter out. Uh, that that sounds kind of terrifying. I would have maybe went for a refund on that. <laughs> yeah, we thought about it, but they they could have said no. You just scooped the peanut butter out. <laughs> are you sure you didn't buy like a di uh, dyi uh, peanut butter peanut butter cup kit? Like fill in your own chocolate cups. But whatever you want, marshmallow cream, maybe, uh, a Brunswick stew, perhaps, anything. Make your own peanut butter cup by filling it with marshmallow fluff. Uh, yeah, not no, not it's not peanut butter cup. cup. It's a chocolate cup. It's it's a it's a do-it-yourself uh, chocolate cup. But whatever you want, then I don't care. Oh, it was so disappointing. Like I, I was half afraid that like a worm crawled in, like a bookworm, maybe. But do bookworms eat peanut butter cups? <laughs> no, no, I think they just like the spell. The, really, that's all they do. Yeah, the one in Bookworm Adventures. His name is Lex. I like that game. I'm sorry. That, that is a good game. <laughs> no, no, no. I caused an awkward <laughs> silence. <laughs> oh no, no, Bookworm. Excellent game on the uh, on the mobile platform. One of my favorite mobile games. I prefer, the Bookworm. I prefer also, Bookworm Adventures. I don't. I don't have that one. I have Bookworm. Um, I don't have Peggle, but I have Plants vs. Zombies. Anything by PopCap is really pretty good. They're the kings of the casual game. And if you like, hid- if you like hidden object games, check out Mystery Case Files, because those get really good, especially the Ravenhurst ones. I've, I've, I've not heard of that. I will look into it. Megan and I love hidden object games. We usually play those. Like We play some of one every night. Maybe that's why I have bad eyesight. <laughs> maybe, maybe playing these hidden object games are making you go blind, slowly but surely. Or it's you. You're making me go blind. I'm sorry. I, I won't. I I won't make you go blind anymore, and I will stop calling you Shirley. Just stop poking me in the eyes. Okay. It's not okay, that I, funny I to stop. poke me in the eyes. Okay. I I'll never again. Never again. What's your bummer patrol, Brian? Uh, you know, coming into this bummer patrol segment, I had a few things on a list. It kind of bummed me out this week, and I had to narrow it down to just one. And uh, for for this week, I settled on it being shaking hands. Shaking hands. Shaking hands. Not not in general. Shaking hands. You know, everybody has to shake hands from time to time. But I never. I'm never good at the handshake. I don't. I, I can never get a good grip, and I don't know what the appropriate length of a handshake is. You don't want to hold on too long because that can be awkward. But you, you, know, you don't want to let go too soon. It's, it's just the, the the art of the handshake is lost upon me. I really don't. I'm I'm not good at it. Uh, I guess I grew up with it as a natural skill. I just know to not squeeze too tight. It it varies also based on the person. If you sh- because if you're shaking someone that has like smaller, daintier hands, you don't want to hold as tight as you would if it were like a giant that you're shaking hands with. Not a literal giant. 
<laughs> well, or maybe a literal giant, I guess. I I don't know. Well, I'm I'm very happy for you and your natural handshaking abilities. I I I've just I've had very I've had I've had bad bad experiences in the past. I I, I was meeting I was meeting the the new boss. I have a new boss. Ooh. Every everybody. That's not really related. But um I I was meeting him for the first time and he's like, "Oh, yeah, my name's so and so." And he he went for the handshake and I went to meet him and he grasped the hand too soon. So I didn't get I didn't get the hand all the way in there, so he had like the 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 top part of my hand. So it was a very it wasn't a firm handshake. It was a very weak handshake and I I <laughs> I feel like he thinks less of me now. Like, oh, that guy doesn't have a good handshake. I how can I trust him to, with this promotion? We need to fire that guy. <laughs> For a handshake? I don't think that's For a legal. poor handshake. Well, he'll find some other reason. Oh, so there are lots of reasons that you should be fired? I'm sure there are. In my mind, there there are many reasons I should always be fired. Oh, wow. <laughs> you should have more confidence about your job, Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do, I do. I, I, I am my own harsh, harshest critic at work, so... um, Own harshest critic. Um... Let's move on. I'm I'm tired of talking about my poor handshaking ability. Maybe maybe you maybe you can hold like a class at like at the at the at the community center and I can I can meet you there and you can actually charge people to learn the, this this amazing handshake you have. Yeah, next time we go through Atlanta, we'll make sure to stop by and I'll do a handshake seminar that I'll advertise on Craigslist. Absolutely. I would be willing to pay up to, if not more, than $4 for that. Ooh. Speaking of Craigslist, I think there's something that I should mention now before I forget about it. Because I know I will. Well, the um, the other day, Brian and I were talking online. And we were talking about uh, planning for the Craigslist segment. And I'm sorry, the stupid duck keeps talking to me, so I'm going to stop this game. Because he won't leave <laughs> so me alone. Bad idea. <laughs> but okay. Oh, ducks are the worst. <laughs> Edit point. All right, uh, Brian and I were talking online, planning out the Craigslist segment, and we're talking about this uh, seat on Dexter where he gets on Craigslist to try to find this guy. And so we we thought that it'd be funny if we went on and posted that same ad that he posted. And coincidentally enough, someone else had already posted it in Miami where Dexter takes place. So I responded uh, as the happy cast feedback email line. I responded the way that it gets responded to in the show. And then a few hours later, I check our Facebook and Twitter and we have a new follower and this new follower wrote on the wall and responded in kind again with another thing that could be from the show. So did we just get a new listener from Craigslist? Maybe. I think that that's what it seems like to me, at least. So It blew my we, mind. We should, we should, <laughs> that, that is actually a pretty cool occurrence. We should use the Craigslist more often. Winning listeners over, one at a time. So, Miss Roxy, if you are listening to this right now, email us one more time so we know it wasn't just a one-time thing, and you will get three prize points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. wow, that... Uh, that might be the most prize points awarded at one time. I know. Am I just, correct? I think it is. Also, I, I did oh, post an well. ad on the um, My Towns Craigslist <laughs> in the wanted section. Wanted podcast listeners or podcast feedback. And I left all the <laughs> feedback there to see if anyone responded. No one did. So I'm going to try a more metropolitan area and to see if that gets us to anyone. Because that will just go. be weird. 
go go ahead and post it up in my my home area of Atlanta. That that could work, and that would be really r- ridiculous if we got a listener, but also awesome. Okay, sorry yeah, to derail yeah. Bummer Patrol. <laughs> it's worth a shot. So Bummer Patrol, uh, Ben doesn't like uh, empty peanut butter cups. I don't like handshakes. And I like and Animal Crossing, and Brian likes midnight movie showings. All right, now we know. Uh, thank you for joining us. That pretty much sums up the show so far. Oh, wait, and the sponsor is Seinfeld Clue. Uh, Seinfeld Clue, yes. So are you ready, sir, to move on to the Netflix picks section? Sure. Netflix. 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 Oh, okay, there you go. Welcome to our Netflix picks section of the show. Uh, Netflix is a service which you get DVDs through the mail and can also watch some content instantly online. Uh, and here we're going to recommend some of those things. Like what, Brian? So, oh, sh- shall shall I go first on the Netflix pick? I think you shall this time because I go first far too often. Oh well, almost all the time actually. I know um, it gives you a chance to just show me up. Okay, well, I'm I'm really excited about my Netflix pick this week. Uh, it's I'm sure it's something that almost everyone has heard of, if not seen. But it, I mean, it's worth me bringing up in case someone out there is not aware. My pick is a 2008 musical short film produced exclusively for internet distribution. Do you know where I'm going with this, Ben? I do because it's something that I always meant to see, but I've always put off. Well, you should watch it now because it's available on Netflix Instant Streaming. And it is Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. And it's uh, it's written and directed by Joss Whedon. I, you know, I've, I've never been able to get into any Joss Whedon stuff, but I, I do very much enjoy this. Uh, the cast, it has Neil Patrick Harris and Nathan Fillion and uh, a lot of really talented people. And they actually uh, wrote this musical and, and filmed and produced it during the writer's strike. Of 2007, I think it was. Wow. 2007 into 2008. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, it's very short. It's only 42 minutes long, but it's uh, it's about this evil. Uh, he, he's an he's a super villain, and he's he he has a musical. He has a a blog in which as a musical blog. It's I don't know. It it feels really weird to explain, but just just check it out. If you even if you don't care for musicals that much, I like you know some musicals, but uh, th- this one this one really appeals to me. I thought it was really well done and really uh, in, an interesting experiment in producing new content for the internet, if nothing else. So I would highly recommend you check out Doctor Horrible's Sing Along Blog. As a musical fan, I do want to check that out. And as a Nathan Fillion fan, oh, see, uh, what what about what about NPH? I don't. I have not yet seen How I Met Your Mother or many other things that he's been in. So Doogie Howser? Huh? I, I, I don't think I've ever he's watched like a, that show. He's, so. like a, he's a doctor, but he's a little kid at the same time. What? Uh, why don't we have sitcoms like that anymore? <laughs> uh, for good reason, probably. Oh. We need a new Cosby show. They should remake that. With, with Bill Cosby or get another person named Cosby? It could be a reimagining and they'll get like uh, one of the younger Huxtable children to play, yeah, so, like a spinoff sort, sort of. Okay, so so it's um, it's 
it's like a remade version of the Cosby show, uh, but done with Theo. Like, Theo would be the lead, right? Yeah, Theo. Cool. All right, cool, cool. And Bill so Cosby has, would in your, hang out every now and then. He'll be like the grandfather role in the original show. The grandfather would show up from time to time, and uh, you know, Bill Cosby would be the grandfather in this new reimagined Cosby show. It would be awesome! I'd watch it. Okay, we, Okay, you should really write this pitch down and send it to NBC. Uh, maybe not NBC. They probably, well, they might take it, because right now I heard that they're not doing very well. So we could probably pitch them anything, and if it sounds good at all, they will take it. Yeah, plus they, I mean, they own the original Cosby show, so I feel like we would have to, we would have to start with them at least. Oh, well, we'll just change the name. Before taking anyone else. The Blosby Show. Uh... Well, I mean, even if you change the name, if you use the same characters and the same actors, I, I still think that would be a legal gray area. Cleo Huxtable. <sighs> oh, all right, so moving on, what is what is your Netflix pick of the week, Ben? Mine is Futurama. Ah, uh, Futurama. Yes, uh, either or. The- um, it's the sh- another show that Matt no, I think, Groening I think, made. I think it's Futurama. What? I, I think it's definitely Futurama. I just said Futurama. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's another show Matt Groening made after, uh, it is Groening, right? It is Groening. It, it is not spelled like Groening at all, but, uh, Groening rhymes, it rhymes with raining. That's the way, that's the way he explained it himself on on a DVD commentary that I heard him on. Yeah, I, that's, I think that's why I know it. I listened to a lot of the commentaries when I rented a few seasons of The Simpsons a couple of years ago. But yeah, he made The because Simpsons. You, you um, this it. is different from that. This is a futuristic setting, wacky characters. It, there are a lot of nerdy jokes, too, that are hilarious. The, I don't even know how to describe it other than that, eh, other than that it's good. And that has recently come back, but I have not watched the new seasons. They have all four seasons online, along with, like, four movies that they made to finish out the storyline, which is now not finished out since they made more episodes. Uh, yes, I, I've seen... I've dabbled in the Futurama a bit. Um, there, there's, there are a few really, really exceptional standout episodes that come to mind, uh, usually dealing with time travel. Yeah, That's, I like anything with yeah. time travel. That should actually have been my happy hour. But I keep forgetting to do that. I need to really start writing this oh. stuff down. No, I'll make time travel my happy hour pick next week. Oh, that's not but, fair. Dibs. Dibs on time travel. Ah, okay. All right, man. You called dibs. Uh, there's nothing I can do about it now. Unless I go back in time and prevent you from calling dibs. What, what like punching me in the face? I don't know. I don't really... I don't have a plan fully formed yet. I spoke too soon, clearly. Ah, okay, good. Because I don't think you own a DeLorean or a large policeman's box from the 50s. (laughs) A blue box. You don't know, maybe. I might have, like, some kind of cross between the two. Um, But uh, Futurama, yes, there is... Uh, the episode I'm thinking about the Harlem Globetrotters come from the apparently the, uh, in, in the show there is a Harlem Globetrotter planet which they come from and I think it's called Time Keeps Slipping so that is that's easily my favorite episode uh, I know you have another favorite episode that I don't know the title of 
with time. I like tra- the Star Trek episode. There's another one with time where, travel. Where no fan has gone before. That's they have the cast of the original Star Trek. What about uh, Area 51? Whatever that one was called. Oh, Roswell that ends well. Yes, That's another good one. They're all they're all available on the instant streaming. So I would recommend you check them out. They're pretty good. Yes, check that out. Are we done with Netflix picks? I I guess so. I guess so. So what do we have next? Uh, my notes say you don't know Ben, but you have to say it so I can put the echo on it. Oh, you're right. Uh, my my mistake. <laughs> um, time to move forward to our next segment, which is something that we like to call You, you Don't, don't know, know Ben. That's right. It's, it's the return of the popular segment in which I ask Ben six questions that he has to answer as quickly as possible. I, I, this this is one of the sh- one of the segments that did really well on the poll, correct? Yes, that poll will be up for another week or two until I decide we have enough votes. So we won't shut up about it until every single one of you votes on that poll. Very good. So that, I mean, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. It's just getting to ask you these six random questions, putting you on the spot. I don't know how much you enjoy it, but I have a lot of fun with it. I do enjoy it, but I do have an issue with the name. because You don't, ev- you don't know Ben? Uh, well, eventually, won't people know Ben? If we do the segment oh. enough times, they'll know me pretty well. Only when we run out of questions, right? So, I mean, but we have to, like... It's not that they don't know me anymore. It's now it's well, we, you sorta kinda know Ben. Now well, we'll have to qualify it then, I guess. Where you don't know Ben as well as you could, perhaps. As well as you thought you did. That, that's the one where we reveal all of my secrets. Oh yes, I'm looking forward to that. That's on the big fiftieth uh, show, right? Yep, the big five zero. That won't be oh. done for another forty weeks. Yeah, that's going to be a big show, though. Look, Everybody, look forward to episode 50. Oh, yeah. We're hinting it way ahead before we have even thought about what to do on episode 11. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's surely not going to backfire on us, right? We'll just build up this, this future event, and then we'll get to it eventually. Yes, we will. Oh, there's something I should have mentioned at the start of the show. But, but <laughs> we start going so fast, I forget. So I guess this way it makes people listen all the way through the middle like the news always does. Like, oh, something could be poisoning your drinking water this night, or tonight on the news. And you don't find out until right before the weather. (laughs) Tell me now. Uh, Tonight at 10, one of these popular soda pops may kill you. Find out at 10. (laughs) Exactly. This way, people have to listen to hear the good stuff. But anyway, this is our 10th podcast. We are now a century old in podcast years, if we released one a year. But we don't, so we're not at all a century old. We're we're only not even a fifth of Wait, a year old. Wouldn't that make us a decade old? Yes, because if we I am a year? stupid. <laughs> in, no, in podcast years, one podcast lasts ten years. So actually, okay. we're a century old. So so actually, a podcasting century is like a regular decade. Exactly. Okay, cool, cool. I didn't know. I'm I'm just a novice at, a novice at this. I have so much to learn from you about... Uh, the passage of time in podcasting. There's so much information and entertainment packed into one podcast. You could last. You could have it last for ten years if you nitpick oh. it. All that infotainment. Exactly. Anyway, this is our tenth edition, which is a phrase that I now use often because oh, I like it the first epidition. time I used it. 
Oh, it just sounds sounds really bad. It sounds like something really bad is about to occur when you say epidition. Like epidemic? It's like, it's like an epidemic. It's like an epidemic edition. This edition of the epi- epidemic is brought to you by Wendy's. <laughs> I don't think Wendy's wants to be associated with disease. <laughs> yeah, too bad. It's involuntary. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> like the sponsor. But no, um, like epidemic, like because smiles are viral. There you go. Our entertainment <laughs> okay. is catching. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that, is that going to be the slogan? Happy cast. Catch it today. Exact. Yeah, catch it and then go to the doctor. Don't take your medicine because you want Happy Cast. Anyway, our 10th podcast. Oh. So to celebrate, we have invited any listener who wants to and is currently free to listen live to us recording, which is making us more nervous and probably mess up more than we normally do. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Anton Bruckner, <laughs> listener Anne, and Q, and Ms. Fizzbiz. Yeah, I, I... You know, you would think it, it shouldn't matter because... This is this is what we do every week, and we release it as a download. But having having the live audience puts that extra pressure. That I just I I, I don't I don't do well in these high pressure situations. Because any flubs we make, they can hear. We can't edit live unless we have like a five second gap. And Anne, don't be mean. Don't tell us to OMG be funnier. <laughs> Go to your dog loo. <laughs> oh, if you have one. Or or kitchen is that the did we decide that the kitchen is the suitable dog glue replacement? Well, the, yeah, I think so. Okay. Or I don't remember if you're in if you're in a room, dog glue or kitchen, either one. Because you can't be sad in the kitchen. Yes, you can, but I'm usually happy in the kitchen until I see we don't have en- enough salsa. Anyway, we might do That's... this more often depending on how it goes and how nervous we are and how it ends up afterward. But so if you want to listen in, email us and let us know. The more demand, the more supply you'll get. Very good, sir. But uh I know that was all very important, I know. But I part of me can't help but feel that you're just trying to put off you don't know Ben because you are afraid, sir. I I ain't afraid of nothing. So it's like a it's like a double negative, so Okay, you are afraid of nothing. Okay. No, nothing doesn't count as a negative. I mean, it is negative. But 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 but, but, but if you if you ain't afraid of nothing, that does imply that you are in fact afraid of something. Means I am not. Aren't is, ain't is are not, which is am not. I don't think ain't is a word. It's it's in the dictionary. Uh, that's, Colloquialisms. That ah, bah bah humbug. You don't know Ben. If you're not afraid, let us move forth. Let's get these questions going. I'll start the timer. All right, wind up the egg timer. And now, question number one, what was your first job? Real job? Uh, The movie theater. Yes. The movie theater. Very good. Very good. Question number two, if you won $1 million, what would you do with it? Pay off my school debts. Try to get an actual house paid for. Not have to be a big house. Just get a house paid for. And then save a lot of it and eat at Taco Bell more often. 
more often. That's not bad. The correct answer would actually be give it to your favorite podcast co-host, but uh, your, your answer wasn't bad. Uh, number three, what is your all-time favorite movie, and what is your favorite scene in it? Oh, crap. It's changed a couple times. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I have, I have, a, I have a, a backup if you're not ready to answer and commit to your all-time favorite movie. What's yours? My all-time favorite movie? Uh, or your backup. Empire Strikes Back. Oh, the backup question? Yeah. No, no. No, I, I'll answer it. But in, after this part, when I explain the answers, I might have thought of the actual one. So, no, I remember it now. Never mind. Fight Club. <laughs> oh, bummer. And what, what is your favorite scene of Fight Club? I haven't seen it. This is, a poor, uh, this is, this is poor planning on my part. <laughs> Tell me about your favorite scene of this movie that I have not viewed yet, and don't spoil it for me. My favorite scene isn't spoilery. My favorite scene, there's this happy song going on. It's kind of a montage of people trying to pick fights with other people. Just like random other people to, and have, let them win the fight. That's my favorite scene. Okay, all right. Um, my backup question was, what is your favorite Robin, Robin Williams movie? Jumanji. Oh, that is correct. I can't believe you got that correct. Uh, number four. If you were to write an autobiography, what would the title be? Um, Ben Cobb, Awesome and Mysterious, Part <laughs> 2. Part 2, because sequels always sell better than the original. Exactly. Well done. Part 1, I will have like, I will make three copies and distribute them to some of the richest people in the world, so that way everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's actually giving this one to the, to the public? <laughs> Wow, not only do you have a, a, a title for this autobiography, but you have a solid marketing plan. Exactly. I see that going very well for you. Question number five, what is your least favorite day of the week? Oh, I guess Monday. Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Tuesday, wow, all right. Everyone Monday's says Monday. Tuesday? Garfield hates Mondays. I, I don't want to have a case of the Mondays. So Tuesday. Oh, I think I think Monday may be my least favorite just because I don't like when people say, oh, somebody's got a case of the Mondays. I don't want to give them more reason to say that, so I'm picking Tuesday. Oh, somebody's got a case of the Tuesdays. Next question, Brian. <laughs> okay, final question of the day. If you could be a contestant on any game show, which one would you choose? Wheel of Fortune. Really? Wheel of Fortune? That's cool. I'm, I'm good at Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm good at it, but the spinning of the wheel makes me nervous. I feel like that, you know, there's too much luck at play. I'd rather do something skill-based or, you know, if you're if you're going to really leave leave it up to luck, why don't you go all the way and don't go to it. deal or no deal? No! Why would you say such accursed words? That is you not a meet... game show, so you, that cannot be in there. <laughs> but you'd get to meet Howie Mandel. He also does not like handshakes. He He does the fist bump. He's a germaphobe. Good. Okay, fair enough. And because of watching Psych, I've been doing a lot of fist bumping lately. Any time I solve a puzzle on one of those hidden object games. I, I like the fist bump. Usually, I mean, at work, if I see somebody that is, uh, you know, uh, closer to my age that, that I would consider a peer outside of work, I would go for the fist bump. Or there's this one guy that he, he, um, he always goes for the elbow bump, which is a new one to me. But I will I will participate in the occasional elbow bump. Isn't the elbow bump when someone's like angry at you and bumps into you as they walk by? No, no, it's kind of like a fist bump, but only with the elbow. Like you stick the elbow out and you just kind of t- 
tap elbows. Uh, also, I kind of thought you said Elmo bump, which is the Elmo bump. <laughs> that sounds that's like where you... too cute to be something cool. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, you're right. I can't imagine that being manly. Bump your tickle me elbows together, and then they both the laughter giggle. is twice as loud. <laughs> <laughs> Insert Elmo laughter oh. here. <laughs> okay, good note. Good note for later. Um, okay, well, you congratulations, Ben. You've managed to answer all six questions. Yeah, I did. Now it's time to explain myself. I, I suppose so. I mean, I maybe these questions were poorly designed by me. They don't. They don't require a tremendous amount of explaining. But uh, number one, first job, you worked at a movie theater. I did work at a movie theater. Um, I will say the I won't say the whole thing. It's called Malco, M-A-L-C-O, which I thought was just a cool name until I found out the guy who founded it. His initials were M-A-L, so it's just M-A-L Co Company. So, ah, uh, uh, well, that's yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I worked there my entire senior year of high school. Well, that's cool. That's cool. It's a lot better than my first job, but that is a tale for another day. Maybe when we do, who's the Brian? That's true. My, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I wonder what qualifies as the first, your first official job. It has to, you know, it has to be official, right? You have to fill out your tax forms and everything, right? Maybe. Well, it depends. Like, I mean, I've helped my uh, grandpa fix up his house several times, and I get paid for it, but that wasn't a job. All right. Well, this, I mean, I mean, mine mine seems a bit sketchy. My, I was I was a young man. I was like 17 years old. Uh, there was like a flyer of a guy who has his own local business in which he he has a carpet cleaning business where he drives his van around to different residential areas and like he'll steam clean steam clean the carpets and he'll remove stains and everything. And he was looking for what he was calling a carpet cleaning apprentice, which Ooh. is a really is is a far too fancy title. So I you know I, I gave him a call. He's like, yeah, okay, you can, sure, sure. If you want to start Monday, that's cool, and uh, I'll pay you like I'll pay you like eight dollars an hour, but uh, it'll be under the table. I'll pay you cash. So that's that seems a bit sketchy, but so you won't have to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, true. And I had that job for exactly two and a half days. Wow, I was going to yeah, guess your I job know. was to go in and steal the valuables while he was steam cleaning the carpet. No, no, no. That would be even sketchier. Uh, <laughs> two no, and a he, half he, days, like how'd that? Well, I worked. I worked two whole days, uh, and a lot of it was driving around from different places, uh, to, you know, different residential areas to clean the carpets. And uh, he was looking for like someone to talk, like like talk, like hey, hey, uh, how about that? Uh, how about that basketball game last night? And I would say like, oh, I don't really watch basketball. He's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, so, uh, hey, uh, did you uh, did you see that uh, see that movie? It's like, no, no, I didn't see that movie. I I pride myself on being a a decent uh, uh, conversationalist now, but I could not carry a conversation for the life of me back then. So I didn't really talk much, and most of the time I ended up taking a nap in the van as we went from place to place. So, so about halfway through that third day. He he uh, he he went back. He dropped me off at home. Home. He's like, yeah, uh, it's a pretty nice day. I think I'm gonna take the kids to the water park. Um, so I'll I'll just I'll call you back on uh I'll call you back on Friday. And he dropped me off. I was like, okay, that's cool. All right, so I'll see you, Craig. 
and he drove off, and I never heard from him again. That was that was the end of that job. Wow, is yeah. he okay? Like, did you, is he alive? Man, oh, all right, you took this to a, a dark place. I assumed he was alive and never called me back. But you don't know, so you could be angry at him for all this time. <laughs> I'm and not angry whole, at him. Let, yeah, me, let sure. me clarify. I'm not I, I angry can, at him. I can hear the feelings that you were harboring. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, no, no, wait. Uh, he lived He lived just like a neighborhood over, so I did see him uh, uh, afterwards. So I okay. know that he was still alive and well right, and cleaning carpets. I had a similar issue. Uh, I worked at Toys R Us for about two days also, three if you count the training day. And... um. They were still teaching us how to do stuff, and they hadn't taught us where the schedule was yet. So um, we got off late, late one night after we did everything, and he told the four of us who were training, said, okay, we'll call you guys back later to let you know when the next scheduling appointment, uh, schedule time is since this, you're not on the schedule yet. And I never heard back. And I found out later <laughs> from some, one of my friend's boyfriends who works there that my name was on the schedule, and it was on there for four weeks and no one bothered to call and tell me like they were oh. supposed to in the first place. And by that point, I already had another job, so I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> well, that is that is unfortunate. That, that just seems like a simple miscommunication. I know. <sighs> but but um, uh, in the chat here, listener Q uh, made a comment that this podcast is turning into a therapy session for me, and that that kind of inspires a new slogan, I think, a possible slogan. The Happy Cast, Cheaper Than Therapy. What do you think? Ooh, that needs to go on our rotation. Okay, all right. That'll, that'll, that'll go on the list. It will. Okay. What's the second question <laughs> I, ha- I answered? Que- question two, if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? And you weren't very fun. It was very sensible. You said you would, like, buy a house and pay off some debts. Ex- yeah, because... Um, uh, I've read stories before about how, like, they, they've done a study. They found a homeless man. Well, they, I guess, like, the man, r- the researchers. <laughs> they did the study where they found a homeless <laughs> right, man, man, gave him $100,000. The only catch was that they get to watch and record what he does with it. And he bought way more than he could afford and ended up being homeless again in just a couple months. And the problem <sighs> is people don't know how to live out of their own income bracket, which is why people um, who are used to being very well off, when they have to live at minimum wage, they just they can't do it as well. More, I mean, statistically more often. And so I would just pay off stuff I owe, buy something that isn't terribly expensive, and then just use the rest of the money to live comfortably. Okay, question number three is: What is your all-time favorite movie, and what is your favorite scene in said film? You said. Uh, Fight Club, and then your favorite scene is a musical montage. So it's just like the uh, the Rocky Four montage, where he's training out in the uh, the Russian wilderness, and he's you know he's carrying wood up a hill, and he's gonna single handedly win the Cold War. Is that the kind of montage you're talking about? No, and it's not like a, like an '80s teen movie montage where everyone's building a parade float. Not that, and like at the end, they all jump in the air and pump their fist in the freeze frames. Not like that. Oh, oh so it's, I, I, I'm sorry. I was, a, I was under the impression that it was a good musical montage, but you, you were saying it is not. It is a funny musical montage where the people on this group are told to go pick a fight with someone random and then let that person win. 
And it's actually really funny, and I enjoy it. I couldn't pick any other scenes because they would be spoilerish, and since you and I assume a few other listeners have never seen it, I do not want to spoil it. And if you, if you know the ending, it's still worth seeing. And by the way, I put off seeing it for so long because I thought Fight Club was going to be a fighting movie, when in fact it's a dark comedy. All right, but fighting does occur, right? Very, there is fighting in Fight Club. There is some, but are, not very. There's not even that much action in the movie. It's mostly just a dark sure? comedy. I haven't seen. I know the ending, unfortunately. Um, are you sure that you're just not following the first rule of Fight Club, which is do not talk about Fight Club? Well, by talking about it, I am talking about it. So it's too late. Well, well rule, rule number two of Fight Club: do not acknowledge that Fight Club contains actual fighting. Rule two is the same as rule one. Rule three, no out, no outside food or drinks. I think rule two might be don't wear shoes. I don't remember. Okay, all right. I'll, <laughs> I'll watch it eventually at some point. <laughs> oh, sorry. What? Oh, okay, sorry. I was confused. I heard a bloop. And you said that your favorite Robin Williams film is Jumanji. You were correct. Yes, I... Actually, I wish that would happen in real life. Though I, <laughs> I don't know. That sounds kind of terrible when you think about it. Elephants running down the streets, crushing cars. The, wait, wait, wait! Is this part of your disliking Robin Williams? Are you saying that you wish that Robin Williams would be trapped in a board game <laughs> world for thirty years? No, I wish. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, I wish he were a wild man who's lived in the jungle for like fifty years. <laughs> all right, all right. No, cool, fair enough. Like I did sometimes every now and then I wish video games would come to lie. I even had the Jumanji board game, which sounds like a really stupid idea for people who have seen the movie. Like, oh, I wish I had giant mosquitoes trying to kill me. But like, <laughs> the way it worked is, like, all of the cards had that. Uh, they used to do it a lot back then. Like, you draw cards and they would kind of tell you what horrible event happens if they don't actually happen. But you couldn't read what's on the card because it had that red weird like texture filter on it. And you had to like stick it underneath, like this little like lens on the board, and then all of a sudden the message would appear because looking through a red lens at a bunch of red stuff cancels out all of the red, so all you see is the, like the actual words. Uh yes, I actually know exactly what you're talking about because I owned the very same board game. Whoa! I know. <sighs> it, it was pretty cool. I love that game. Cool. Um, Although, uh, Goodwill Hunting has been on my Netflix queue for about six months, so I'll watch that eventually. I hear Robin Williams is pretty good in there. Oh, yes. What's it? Sorry. I was ranting about that movie and I got excited. Uh, and the game and I got excited. All right. Oh, they could make Fair enough. a Jumanji video game. Wow. So it would be a video game based on a board game based on a movie based on a board game? Or Am I getting if, that right? <laughs> sort of. Or if they remake Jumanji, they could make it 3D, but not like regular 3D, oh. but like Disney World 3D, where like stuff actually pokes you, or like sprays in your face. I believe they like to call that 4D, even though that's I refuse not to an accurate description. officially call it 4D because there is no time travel, except there was in the Ellen ride, but that wasn't 3D to begin with. Okay. There's an Ellen dinosaur uh, ride. At Disney World? At Disney World in Epcot. Like, you're in Ellen's no. dream. And also in it is Bill Nye and that lady whose name I can never remember. Uh, the Halloween right. movies. Halloween movies. Nope. 
nothing. She was in, I think, the first one, and then I think she was in H2O. Uh, nope. Come on. I have, I have, I'm not familiar with the Halloween films. Come on, live listeners. Jamie Lee Curtis, is that it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a person. That's a name. Yes. yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Anton and Ice. I mean, Ms. Fizzbiz. I'll get used to that. It's hard reading Ice and then saying Ms. Fizzbiz. Anyway, yes, she's in it. And there are dinosaurs and Jeopardy. Very good. Uh, question number four. If you were to write an autobiography, what would the title be? And you said Bitten Cub. Uh, awesome and Mysterious Part 2? Yes, and if I add on Anton's suggested tagline, it's Ben Cobb, colon, awesome and mysterious, colon, part two, period, colon, electric Benaloo. <laughs> Perfect, yes, electric Benaloo. Um, is it too late for me just to add, uh, add a quick quick note about my favorite movie and, and scene from that film? Oh, go for it. From Jumanji? I just want to not, not Jumanji, um... Although it would be when the elephant crushed that car. That was awesome. Um, oh, and the kid, the monkey kid, was stuck inside. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great film. They should add that to Netflix streaming. It is. So, is it? Is it's it on like you. Oh wow, I didn't know. I'll have to add it, and then watch it, and then have it not quite live up to my memories as, as I recall it when I was a child, and then that would just crush me. That happened when I watched Matilda, but I still enjoyed it again. I, I did not know that Pee Wee Herman was in that movie when I rewatched it. He plays like a cop or a detective. Yeah. Oh, I do recall I do him like showing movie, up. Yeah. Even though it's a little different watching it now, I still kind of enjoy oh, it. Oh, it's horrific watching it now. I didn't realize how dark that movie was. Yeah. The, 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 the principal, the trunchbull, I, I'm pretty sure that she tried to kill several children. That's all I'm saying. She it's, threw one out a window. She threw one out a window. By her pigtails. She threw one over... Yes, spire pigtails, and then put one in a chamber of spikes for an extended period of time? Yeah, that that movie is kind of dark. I forgot about that part. Yeah, that was a scary movie. But I like the idea of a kid having telekinetic powers. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember really enjoying that roughly ten years ago. Um, I'm sure it doesn't hold up. But my all-time favorite movie, I'm going to combine Back to the Future parts 1, 2, and 3 and consider them one film. And then my favorite scene is I'm going to cheat again and say it's just the last half hour, the final half hour of Back to the Future Part 2, in which they re-experience the events of the first movie, but from a different perspective. Ooh, I like when stuff does that. Yes. It was very good. Also see every episode of Lost for uh, similar storytelling. All right. Next question, what is your least favorite day of the week? You said Tuesday, just because you don't have a case of the Mondays. Exactly. Uh, there's someone at work who, this isn't related to Monday, but like every day he's like, ah, another day in paradise. And sometimes he'll say it twice a day. <laughs> Still another day in paradise. Am I right, guys? Am I right? Like, oh. Do you? Do you reply to him in any way, or Usually, just let it go? The way I respond to most people is just, yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's my default. So that's it's, yeah, I kind of hear default. you, but I don't really want to listen right now. I'm I'm too busy with other stuff. I I usually, if I don't really have anything to say, I go with a quiet nod and smile, like hmm. Yeah, yeah, th yeah that that gets some that, a lot of use out of that too. Yeah, I just 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 to say I acknowledge that you're talking. 
yet I don't really have anything to say in response to you at this time. Yeah, what do you Thank say you for to your that? Time. How do you find something unique and clever to say every single day that that is said? Uh, you should hire a staff of writers, and they will come up with something for you. If I had a staff of writers, I think I'd just go ahead and be like the producer of a show or something. That will probably be a wise use of that. Probably. Question number six. If you could be a contestant on any game show, which one would you choose? You said deal or no deal? No. Not that I would never say something like that. that okay, is you said... No. <laughs> You said card sharks. No, but I did one. like that one. No, Wheel of Fortune, not for the wheel, but more for the, well, the fortune, but also for the um, <laughs> the hangman-style gameplay, because I am good at hangman, and people no longer play with me because I guess stuff. To, I was playing with someone, and I guessed a river runs through it after a couple letters were done, and then that um, my friend Amanda would no longer play hangman with me. <laughs> now, did she put down the pencil and walk away quietly? We were in class, but she put the oh. paper away. Well, that, that would have made it even more impressive. <laughs> just that, just that really quiet fury. So I'm, I'm, I'm walking out of here. I'm, I am leaving class. I will get in trouble for this. But that is how furious I am at this point. But yeah, I, I get too good at it, so I don't. I try not to play it anymore with other people because I want people to play games with me still. Yeah, it's a, it's a good reason. If I could be on any game show, I would be on Match Game in the 1970s. As like one of the people, or as a... as a contestant. Uh, so I just get to sit back and watch them make jokes. You just want to meet CNR. That, that that would be that would be a plus to meet CNR. But Charles Nelson Riley is uh, so cool. Uh, that, that was just always one of my favorite uh, game shows on the Game Show Network. Back when I got that channel, recently. Comcast has taken it away from me. Oh, and Family Feud. I love Family Feud. Yeah, yeah. Okay, question. If you were to go on the feud, um, how many people are on a team? Five? Five, I think. What four people would you take to represent your family? Do they have to be my actual family? I don't... I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know how the rules work on that. Well, if it's family and friends, I want to get like a wide variety of knowledge in the group. So I would. Well, it would have to be. Hmm? I guess it would have to be family, right? Blood, like either related to you by blood or marriage. I'm not sure how it works with that, but I would have. I'd probably I'd bring my mom, my dad, I'd bring Megan. That's four of us now. They all have different intellectual backgrounds, and I would bring my grandpa. Because he's a preacher, so if anything Bible-y came up... Well, he's also met tons of people because of it. So, there. No, that's good, that's good. I would pick all the former hosts of Family Feud. So, Richard Dawson, Louis Anderson, that guy from Seinfeld? Newman? Not Newman, the guy that hosted the Family Feud. He played uh, uh, Peterman. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Well, how many of them that are still guy. alive? Um, I, I actually don't know. I think I think Jay Peterman is still alive. Uh, I'm pretty sure Richard Dawson's dead, and Louis Anderson. I'm not sure about. I think he's alive. I thought he was dead. I think he might be. He might be. So thank you everybody for playing. You don't know Ben. Are you ready to move on to our feedback section? I absolutely am. Huzzah! Where he is, jolly good feedback. Boo, 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 boo. 
Ooh. All right, here we are in our feedback section. Quick, quick note, quick final note. I promise I won't bore you with this again. If you'd like to send your feedback, that address, happycastfeedback at gmail.com. So send your email to us, and it will be read on the show by Ben, and it might sound a little something like this. Or Brian. Anyway, listener Anne, who has now dropped out <laughs> no. of the chat, so now we can say whatever we want to, and she won't know until it airs. But Mwahaha. You know, if she were here, she could have read this aloud. Too bad, Anne. You're right. That, that, that is unfortunate that she's not here. But listener Anne says, There's a cheese product here that is cream cheese blended with bits of dried apricot, and then the outer edge of the cheese form has been rolled in nut bits, and all those bits mixed with the cheese makes for a flavored cheese sensation. <laughs> I like how that first sentence doesn't even have like an intro to see where it's going. You just have to get to all the way to the end. <laughs> flavored cheese. <laughs> so what is real? They sell it at Sonic oh. Ice? Flavored cheese? Yeah. Last last we heard, Ice mentioned that they sell flavored cheese at happy hour at Sonic. <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't know about Sonic, but listener Ann uh, knows where to find some flavored cheese. Uh, she continues, They make another one that has hot peppers and pimentos, but the a- apricot version is better, so let us not mention the spicy kind again. This tasty flavored cheese is imported from somewhere that is not here, so I imagine that you can find yummy apricot nut cheese wherever tasty cheeses are sold in your part of the world. Just go to your lo- eh, just go to your local cheesemonger and tell them <laughs> listener Anne sent you in for some tasty apricot nut cheese. <laughs> uh, I, I will do that and I will return next week and tell you how that went for me. I don't know where my local cheesemonger is but cheesemonger just sounds that sounds <laughs> like a villain's name, a super villain. The cheesemonger. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a really cool profession. I, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the cheesemonger. I'm the town cheesemonger. <laughs> so what do you do? I, I mong cheese. I mong cheese. I, you know, I had to go to school like eight years to to do it, but you know, it's really worth it, man. I I just when you really love your work, you don't work a day in your life. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, the Massachusetts Institute of Monging, Mongology. <laughs> I got I got a PhD in monging. <laughs> that that is mad impressive. I mong many things. Shoes, gossip, <laughs> cheese. Cheese is just one of many. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, next up, we have a phone call from Rick from Wisconsin. Hey, Ben and Brian. This is Rick from Wisconsin, and I'm calling for a comment to leave about your response to my comments last time I called. And it's kind of a bummer to me that uh, Ben was a little hard on me about stealing the 3D glasses because I didn't know it was stealing them. I thought I had purchased them when I paid that extra money for the ticket. I wasn't aware of how the theater chain treats those glasses because the box outside just said, please recycle, and I just thought it was like a request, not a real requirement. So I would um, be happy to pay $10 if $3 of it that's extra is the uh, 
security deposit on the glasses, and then when I return them, I get my three dollars back. That would be a good deal. Um, but um, I was kind of kind of bummed about that. I didn't realize that that's how things work. So I would not intentionally steal from anybody at any time. So, but uh, if I think of something that makes me happy before your next show, I'll give you another call. Thanks. Okay, thank you, Rick from Wisconsin. Uh, he was calling back in response to our response to his call last week about 3D films and the glasses which are required. Um, ben. Yes. I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember the deal with the glasses. What's the deal with the 3D glasses? They they clean and recycle them. What's what's? Yeah. Um... I, I think I hear the apology train chugging along its tracks again. Well, I am sorry, Rick. Um, I did not know that you did not know, because the place is supposed to be pretty clear. Like, I mean, they're supposed to be. I'm not saying that you didn't catch it. They just—they probably weren't as clear as they were supposed to be. Um, when it says please recycle, they just mean recycle. So the next, like, it's not going to a recycling plant to be recycled. It gets like they just clean them with a disinfectant, and they have to do all that junk and then put them back because they don't want anyone catching anything from the glasses. So that that extra money comes in from um, the money it costs for putting the filter on because you you can't. I mean, you're not putting a filter. It, it costs. Sorry, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> my tang my tongue my tang's getting tangled. It costs a lot. It costs a few million extra dollars to make a movie 3D after it is 2D, and then it also costs money to manufacture all of the glasses, and then also the manpower and having to clean every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, now we know. I, I have to admit, I really didn't know anything about how these 3D glasses situations operated uh, before before I got the inside scoop from you. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not here uh, uh, we're not here to point the finger at anyone and, and accuse them of of stealing because I certainly didn't know uh, how how that op how that worked and I I also don't I kind of don't agree with the 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 additional charge to go see a film in 3D. We already but, know about uh, that you don't like 3D, uh, Brian. <laughs> yeah, you, I, you know what's going to I, I think might uh, might uh, turn a lot of people to my side of the argument is a little film coming out called Piranha 3D. There aren't sides. The side is option or no option. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Um, and sorry if I was yeah. a little bit harsh, Rick. It's just working in a movie theater, people who do things like that get to me more, even though I know you didn't purposefully take the glasses, like, you know, trying to commit a crime. Things like that just get to me more because I worked in one for a year. That, ugh. Yeah, that's true. He, he, I mean, I can, I can vouch for him. He's a little bit uptight about uh, the way theaters operate. Don't, don't tell him that you bring your own food into a theater. Trust me, that is not a conversation that you want to have with him. I've been down that road, but uh, <laughs> I've yeah. done it before anyway. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're not here to, to accuse anyone. We're uh, just here to educate. Uh, I, I now know more than I care to about how 3D movies operate, and for what it's worth, I really think that. That uh, Rick is kind of on the right path. They should have have some kind of thing where you put a 
deposit for the glasses and get the money back or give you the option to buy your own personal 3D glasses. But, I think that would be pay the deposit, an interesting option. If you pay the deposit, that doesn't also pay for the cost of making a 3D and the man work of having to disinfect every single one of them thoroughly. But I still, I don't think that people who spend more money to make a movie 3D should be uh, compensated anyway. They should lose that money. And but that's just an opinion we, thing. That's not even a fact thing and, right there. And then, and then, we, then we won't have to have this conversation again. But no, you keep bringing the fact, I mean, you bring your opinion into this fact-based <laughs> discussion. You're, you're right. I keep bringing the facts no. into this discussion. <laughs> no, you're bringing the opinion to our it. fact discussion. It does, in the like the business model, if they don't charge for it, they won't, they won't make as much money as they would normally. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, you're, you're right, it's good to have the option. I, uh, I I say all this in jest. If people if people want to pay to see the 3D movies, by all means, go ahead. Um, so, sorry, sorry about that, Rick. Sorry we, we bummed you out this week. That wasn't our intent. Um, so, we, we still hope you continue to listen and call in. Because... Yes, we enjoy them. You Yeah. Yeah, they're good. You so. are already a reg contrib, regular contributor, like many of you are, oh. like Q and Fizzbiz and Anton and Anne, and the new today. All right. And Weez is on her way. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, we have more reg contribs than I thought, so that's that's very exciting. Well, with only ten episodes or editions, it's not hard to have anyone who's. If it's been more than two or three times, that's pretty regular. Then they qualify as a reg contrib. Exactly. And on 3D, by the way, as much as I know it's going to be hokey and I disagree with there being a Saw 7, I'm still going to go watch it because it's going to be kind of cool. Are you excited about the 3D uh, aspect of it? or? Well, I was going to go see it anyway. Just that it exists. <laughs> I was mad at both reasons. First, that there was going to be a 7, and then that they're going to make it in 3D. But I saw the trailer, and now... I want to go just because I know it's going to be hokey. It's it's still going to have what I like about Saw, which is just the psychological part of it. I don't I don't mean like I don't like the I, I'm not attached to the all like the gore stuff and stuff like that. I just like how clever it can be sometimes and how psychologically mind twisting. Because every time there's been a twist in all the movies that have always exploded my brain, but now. I saw, it's going to be so funny because stuff couple actually is actually going to come at you through the screen. It's going to be so weird. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, when you do see it, I hope you come back with a full review of Saw 7 in 3D just to tell us how that went. My review will be probably gory, mind-twisting, 3D. And third-dimensional. Third and third-dimensional. It's exactly what you would expect from a Saw movie in 3D. Okay. So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and put that up on the podcast and call it your review. Yes, I, that'll be in, in the <laughs> blurb. So everyone's going to be waiting for my Saw Seven review. Oh my gosh, how has he heard it already? Or seen it? <laughs> Not heard it? Well, both. You you both saw and heard it. Oh, that is true. And I felt it because it was three D. Ah, you experienced the it. The blades actually uh, touch your face. That sounds really awful. Uh, next email comes from Q, who is in the chat, um, and it's just, uh, let me let me skim through it, a lot, a lot of this is uh, just, just uh, Q saying that uh, I appreciate you actually listening to the feedback uh, in response to our uh, apologies last week, um, goes on to say that, oh, uh, this is my favorite part of the email, by the way, I love your Regis impression, so, 
There, there, there you go. If you if you need to know somebody to blame for the continuous Regis thing on the podcast, you can uh, you can direct your emails to Q. Yes. And uh, just just to kind of kind of have a counterpoint from last week, uh, Q says I think that most adult actors should know by now that that, that there will be fun made of them at some level on some level because they're in the public spotlight, but they do have their money to keep them warm at night. Plus, there's a difference between a impression and a personal attack. After all, after all, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Yes, it, yeah. And, and we've, Hugo's we've on flattered style, I'd love to be involved in a segment. In fact, uh, referring to <laughs> what's on Q's Q, um, the segment could be quite long, as my instant streaming Q is currently over 200 movies and TV shows on it. Wow, mine used to uh, have which, about that much. Until um, Netflix randomly deleted two thirds of my queue, I guess accidentally. That's uh, that's unfortunate. Either ac- accidentally, or you did something to really upset the guys at Netflix. Oh. My uh, as of earlier today, my Netflix instant queue has three hundred and seventy-seven items in it. And how many of those <laughs> do you plan to watch? Probably not that many of them. I'm really, I'm really bad about seeing something and, and thinking like, yeah, I might, I might want to think about watching that someday. I'll put it in the queue, and then I'll never, I will never watch half the stuff. Oh. But um, oh, oh, here we go. Uh, Q's, Q's Q. <laughs> this week's Q's Q is Veronica Mars season one. On Q's Q. Near? On Q's Q. Thank you. I was really struggling with a way to word that. Now, how do you spell On Q? On Q's Q this week, uh, Q, just the letter Q. Q-U-E-U-E? Oh, unless you're talking about Q. Uh, a Q, uh, it's spelled Q, the letter Q, space, Q-U-E-U-E. Q's Q. Okay, Q. And and then if, um, you know, if Q wants to write in and talk about playing pool, then we could have another segment, which is called Q's Q, which would be Q, space, C-U-E. Where Q just talks about a pool cue for like an hour? No, no, no. Just talking about pool in general, eight ball, nine ball, other pool games that I'm not aware of. If she were in line for a pool game, it could be Q's QQ. <laughs> yes, you were absolutely right. Uh, but anyway, uh, this week on Q's Q is Veronica Mars season one. Which is also on my queue. I've been watching a little bit of that. It's quite good, so check it out. And Q's happy hour pick of the week is GivesMeHope.com, which is a site where people can share uplifting stories, random acts of kindness, etc. And it has helped restore my faith in humanity, so I suggest that you all check it out. That address one more time is www.GivesMeHope.com. That sounds like the opposite of... Um, most of the websites connected to the failblog.org, like the whole I have I can ask cheeseburger <laughs> yeah. network, failblog.org, and most of the other things, like uh, they just make me sad. I'm like, oh no, this is what humanity's becoming. So I need to check that out because that'll make me better. That that will that'll bounce you out because I think I think that the websites you're talking about are a part of the destroys my faith in humanity.com uh, network of sites. So yeah, like um. I've been reading a lot of the you suck at Craigslist.com. Go there, it's awesome. And that's just making me really, 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 really sad. 
and it makes me laugh, but I, mostly sad. <laughs> well, you just laugh when you're sad. It's really, it's not the first reaction people would think you'd have, but it is a valid one Some, nonetheless. Sometimes I'm crying, and it just kind of turns into laughter, and then it rotates back into crying again. So you're just on a cycle. You you switch between crying and laughing. Pr- pretty much. <laughs> Uh, Q continues by saying, It is so annoying to be in the middle of watching something. No, wait. Uh, yes, okay, sorry. It is it, it is so annoying to be in the middle of watching something and you need to buffer. Oh, because I, I'm missing a crucial part of this email. Uh, Q's Bummer Patrol pick of the week is when you're watching something online and then it pauses and has to buffer. Yes, I agree with... We Megan and I would watch a lot of things on Netflix and then Dexter Season 3 wasn't on Netflix, so we got that. And I was like, man, it's weird. It's not buffering anymore. And then, like, the pause control was, sl- or, like, the how to go fast forward and stuff was a little bit different. So I was having problems trying to figure out how to do stuff. And I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually turned off my microphone oh. while I was... <laughs> Yeah. Like I, I thought you were yeah, just yeah. waiting for me to keep like no, I really am done, Brian. <laughs> Not saying anymore. No, no, sorry. <laughs> I, I I muted it to cough, and then I thought I had it back on, but I did not. Um, so we'll we'll edit that out. We'll we'll clean that up in post. Yes, it's fun to do. But anyway. Q goes on to. Q, that's your favorite part is editing the show. Some of editing. Mostly, I'm playing editing. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. <laughs> animal Crossing. A- animal Christening. <laughs> You know, I thought, shouldn't Animal, animal Crossing sounds more like something you learn in biology? Like with fruit flies. Little... <laughs> You're right. That it's, is kind of an odd name for that game, Animal Crossing. In Japan, it was called Animal Forest, which is a lot more accurate, since you are kind of in a forest. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think that is a good name for it. For it. For it. Sorry, it is late, and that means my words are beginning to slur together. And, also, you're uh, drunk. And I'm drunk. I didn't really want to talk about that on the show, but yes. You weren't getting water. You it, went to get some vodka. Some it, virgin it, vodka. It, it looks the same. No, no, it is it is water, though. But it is a full moon, and when uh, when the full moon is out, I'm kind of like a werewolf, only I turn into a, a person, a, a hill person, a hillbilly, as it were. But um, I turn so in, we really need to finish I, this. I turn into a were-man. A were-man? So a, wait, 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 werewolf, so a man-man? You're yes. Like a, okay, I, I get right. ultra-manly. Yes, that's because where, where is man, so it's like a man-wolf. Although, I hate when cartoons, do you remember, oh, cartoons. Uh, I, I, think, I think we're on the same page here. I was going to say, do you remember uh, that Sonic the Hedgehog game that came out that was called Sonic the Werehog? Yeah. In that- which he turns into like. Like a werewolf hedgehog, but it's. I mean, that, but doesn't it really mean Sonic the human hog? Yes, it, it, he would turn from a hedgehog into a person, and like I, other cartoons have done it too, with like a were pig. Like, no, it isn't a pig that turns into a wolf. It's a pig that will turn into a human. Yes. Sorry. So that that is unfortunate. <laughs> but back to things buffering on the internet. Q says. It is so annoying to be in the middle of watching something and have it need to buffer. What's even more annoying is having a video lag while you're watching it, uh, because uh, there's usually no way to avoid it. 
there's no cure for it. Bu buffering can be usually avoided by waiting for the entire video to load before watching it, but lag can strike randomly. Like a viper. Very much like a viper. Finally, my homework of the week. Did we give that homework last we week? Did. I don't recall. Well, our homework was the what kind of flavor you'd want your flavored cheese to be. Oh, of course, yeah. We only got one, wow. so Q, I'm going to give you an A in advance because you're the only one who answered it. So Q wins homework of the week, and the answer to homework of the week is I would want my flavored cheese to taste like crackers. <laughs> that way I would only have to buy cheese and get the wonderful cheese cracker combination flavor. That, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. Although I'm a big fan of cheese, uh, so I'm not sure that I would want it to be flavored uh, any other way. Oh, I love cheese on uh, club crackers. That's my favorite. Ah, oh, that is quite good. Club crack, club crackers and cheese is delicious. Oh, now I'm hungry. Q Q finishes up by saying, "Thanks, love the podcast." Q P S Brian. Excited to hear that there's a new Lost of Lot coming out. Wondering if uh, there's going to be a finale podcast. Quick answer. Um, no. There will be a finale podcast, but it is not the one that we're doing uh, August 24th. What about the Top Secret Project? That That is uh, still very much in the works. Um, that, that, is, that is going to be a thing. So look forward to Top Secret Project, Project making it onto the internet at some point in the future. Do it. And now we have another voicemail. This time it's from listener Ann. If you want to leave a voicemail, how, how, where would you do that, Brian? Well, Ben, we have a voicemail number, and it is A zero me zero we us I. Yes, or for num the numerically inclined two zero six three zero nine three eight seven four. Yes, so call it, leave a voicemail at any time, and you might sound something like this. Hey guys, it's listener Anne, and I am calling with my happy hour picks and my bummer patrol picks. And I'm taking advantage of the system because I didn't contribute anything last week. So I have each. And my happy hour picks are, first of all, number one, Mad City Bob. He is cracking me up with his contributions. I walk around my house seeing the Happy Talk song now, pretty much every day, several times a day. It's a way for me to torment my children. I love it. The second thing for my happy hour pick is the show The Good Guys, which I guess has been a midsummer replacement show. And it is hilarious. There's a character in there named Dan played by Bradley Whitford, and I laugh hysterically through that show. It just cracks me up. So check it out, y'all. Check it out! Um, my next thing is the Bummer Patrol, and my number one Bummer Patrol pick is also the good guys, because it's already been canceled, which makes me very sad. I hate when awesome shows start as mid-season replacement shows over the summer and then they're gone because no one's watching it. And really, I don't know why they do that because everybody's out having fun at the beach. So, of course, it's not going to get good ratings no matter how good it is. <sighs> if I ran the world, this would not happen. But my second Bummer Patrol pick 
is something that I was reminded of the other day when I was watching an episode of The Good Guys, and someone drove a car into this lady's house. And as I watched it, I was reminded of my last birthday. Well, the one before my last, when I turned 33. It was right before we moved. We just finished renovating our house. It was all pretty and nice. And I had to move to the other side of the planet. So I was already sad that I had my pretty nice renovated house. And then I came home one day and I had my kids in the back of the car and we pulled up to the curb. Someone had driven into my house. It was insane. It wasn't a huge door. They didn't like end up parked in my kitchen or anything. It was like they hit it with a a three-wheel, but it knocked in a wall of my house. And that's about the saddest thing I've ever seen. Okay, maybe I've seen some sad things, so maybe I'm, I'm I'm overstating this. But I had my pretty house that I had to leave behind, and then to add insult to injury, someone drove their four-wheeler into my house. <sighs> so having that happen, bummer patrol. Seeing it on TV and being reminded of it, bummer patrol. And that's all I have to say. So thanks for the podcast. And have a good one, guys. Bye. Okay, thank you, listener Anne. Yes, thank you. I agree, you should rule the world. That'd be kind of cool. Yes, yes, indeed. Also, I think I'm going to start using that, check it out, that you got all excited about. (laughs) I'm going to start using that. I might clip it out after every, uh, in the Netflix picks section. It can go... In our little song. Let's all go to the Netflix and at the end of it. Check it out. <laughs> make it part of a bumper. Exactly. That make make people afraid to call in and leave voicemails. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> They'll be scrutinized but, uh, by up to two dozen listeners. Literally dozens of people. But uh thank you for the call, listener and um the Good Guys. I actually looked that up while uh, while the call was going, and I remember seeing the ads for The Good Guys, and I, I thought it looked really good. So I'm kind of I'm also bummed out that it has been canceled before I even got to watch it. Yeah. And it uh, I don't know. It seems it seems quality because it uh, there's an episode called Don't Tase Me, Bro, and it was directed by none other than Jonathan Frakes, who was Riker on Star Trek The Next Generation. So how how could that show not be a huge success? I don't understand. I have not seen it, but I think I'll check it out, even though I'm going to be sad that there won't be a lot to see. Yes, hopefully hopefully it'll show up on Netflix at some point. Fingers crossed. And Coming to a future Netflix pick to you, near you, yes. around you, in your general area. I would like to give a listener suggestion slash, not really incentive, but I like that word, so I'm going to say it anyway, because who knows, there might be incentives eventually. Okay, we now have had a couple segments and other things inspired by listeners who have written in. So if you have an idea for something you would like to hear on the cast, let us know. And it could be on the show, you will get full credit for it, and... A lot of goodwill. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 
feel feel free to send in any suggestions because the way I look at it, this show is as much yours as it is ours. So, yes, yeah, since yeah, a nice chunk of our show is you guys. We love our emails. We read them all. We put almost all of them on the show. The ones we don't are the ones that we either respond to directly or wait, that's all we do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we reply or read it on the show. Or yeah, or, yeah, or, or we save it for a later show that fits better better betterly. I have severe <laughs> talky issues right now. I want to stop oh, and yeah. I'll just let you continue. Okay, so uh, in in closing, uh, as far as that call goes, having your house hit by a car sounds like a huge bummer. So yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Hope it never happens to me. Although there is this guy that I used to podcast with about a show, and his house was hit with a truck one time. I saw it. It was crazy. Were you in the truck? No, Were you I was driving in the, house the, at the truck. Time. <laughs> no, no, no. I was not. I promise. I was actually in the house. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's wild. It it cut out for a second. So I heard it was hit by a three. So I'm going to guess you're going to say a three-wheeler, like a tricycle? So a tricycle drove into your house? That's what I'm going to go with. No. Okay, that was a truck, though. Um, No, no, you didn't cut out. Listener Ann's call. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. An ATC. When I hear three-wheeler, for some reason, all I think... Oh, ATV, sorry. (laughs) ATC. She says it's an ATV. When I, when I see three wheeler, uh, what, what all is I an ATC? <laughs> I, I like that. You, I like that you rolled with it. It's like, oh, of course, an ATC. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows that. I can edit it. Ha ha. Yeah. Thank you, Anton. <laughs> all terrain cart. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yes. It. But when I hear three wheeler, for some reason, all I think is tricycle. So it sounded like it wasn't that bad of a crash at all. I apologize. <laughs> but it was quite serious, and I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, do we have time to go over our slogan contest entries? I don't know. Have we picked okay. a winner? No, we'll save it for next week. Or we can list a bunch off and just cycle through all of our favorites. One a week. Uh, we'll really, really drag it out. Yeah, well, okay. we, can, I yep. mean, we can list them all and then just keep a bunch of them and then maybe after we narrow it down to a few, you guys get to vote because I like when you guys vote on stuff. Oh, that's true. You are a big fan of the blog voting. That's because if the two of us decide, we could make a lot of people angry, but if the majority of people decide on what they like, fewer people then the are majority, angry at us. <laughs> then the majority of the people will be okay with it. Brilliant. Exactly. Brilliant. Yeah, so we'll start doing a few, and then in a few weeks, after we've gone through our, our favorite few, we will have another poll up. Okay, should I, can I, can I read a couple right now? Uh, no, we can read all of them ones. right now. Oh, read, read them all right now? Okay. Yeah, should we back and forth, right. or you read all of them, or? Yeah, let's go a little, a little back and forth here. I'll read the first uh, group of entries, and it's from a uh, person with the twitter id at shoot your eye out shoot your eye out sorry shoot your eye out all one word of course and i i don't know i uh, at shoot your eye out is quite a difficult username to say but they suggest crab life by the happy cast gonna be a while grab a happy cast oh that makes sense shoot 
choosy moms choose Happy Cast. I know I do. And get serious. Get Happy Cast. And I really like that last one, but I Google it and apparently get serious, get Hoyt is. Wait, actually, that's a not a great slogan. Apparently, they make like um, archery equipment or something like that. Is what I saw from the website, and that's their um, slogan: "Get serious, get Hoyt." But in a humorous accent, "Get Hoyt" sounds like "Get Hurt." Ah, that's hmm. well. I mean, but to be fair, the, I mean, I was aware that these are all kind of kind of like the ones that you brought to the table a few weeks ago. These are all repurposed slogans for something else. Oh yes, I just I'm surprised that Hoyt used that one because like oh I got Hoyt. Like you don't want to get hurt <laughs> while you're you know doing archery. So they might want to not make that their name. Don't want to get Hoyt Hoyt using Hoyt. I got Hoyted. Anyway, we have a list of possible slogans from Anton Bruckner. Who is listening live so Who's he can li- be mad at us whenever we mess this up right here. Uh, yes, yeah, so let's let's go let's go back and forth on these. I suppose he has a he has a list here of fourteen possible slogans. The first one being "Cast your worries away today." New media got you down. Try Happy Cast. Happy Cast. I like it. Little yellow, different Happy Cast. Be happy. At least there's not blood on your hands. In 1942, Happy Cast chased away the blues. I, I like that one. Uh, Happy Cast is your constant. Happy Cast, some assembly required. <laughs> you edit it yourself. <laughs> we'll just give you the raw footage and <laughs> you edit it. <laughs> Happy Cast, Chris needs a Twitter. Who is this Chris? Uh, some Somebody that needs a Twitter. <laughs> All Chris's need Twitters. Happy cast, colon, close, parentheses, colon. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Oh, happy cast? But you don't have dandruff. Exactly. Hmm, happy cast, <laughs> soak in it. <laughs> I like your reading on that one. <laughs> That's the only way you can read that one. <laughs> happy cast. Because you never get a second chance to make a first impression. False amnesia. Oh, good point. <laughs> ha. Happy cast. Apply directly to the ear, which I would use for that, for a <laughs> slogan, if I was afraid the head-on people might sue it. Are they even around? Oh, I'm sure they're out of business at this point. Okay. <laughs> so that might be the winner. Happy cast. Apply directly to the ear. I think it made uh, finalist list use... at least. <laughs> Uh, hope you can use one of these. Signed, Anton Bruckner. Thank you, Anton. And we have some from listener Anne. We got dos. Yes. Yes. What does listener Anne have to say? Uh, should I read the whole email blurb or just the the two? No, go ahead and read the the, the blurb. It's short. Listener Anne says. Oh wait, does listener Anne want to read it? Is she able to, or is it? Will there be too much background noise currently? Oh, okay. Sorry. All right, listener Ann says, I got called out to contribute to the slogan contest, and I'm kind of confused, because I already gave you the two dudes talking about stuff thing for free. 
That used up most of my slogan generating energy, but I have one more for you. Happy Cast. The sponsors are involuntary, but the listeners are not. Yeah, I, I think that's almost like a, a, uh, a cautionary slogan. It's like, remember, even though you can pick random sponsors, the listeners can leave at any point. Yeah. It's not true anyway, because we are forcing you guys to listen. At times, occasionally. Though I do like the, um... <laughs> I, I do like the just two dudes talking about stuff. That's, tr- so that's I true. Think I, that's our format. I, <laughs> I, I think that I think that should make, make it into the finals, at least. It, two dudes talking about exactly. stuff. Exactly. And, actually, two dudes and occasional, uh, occasionally a guest talking about stuff. Two dudes plus one talking about stuff. Yes. All right, so that does it for slogan entries. No, it, I have a couple more. Oh, sorry, continue. Yes, there was one written on the blog by The New Today. Uh, the happy cat is literally the happy cast's pajamas. I don't know if that was meant that way, <laughs> if it was meant to be the happy cast is literally the happy cat's pajamas. <laughs> I don't. Either way, I like it. And also, um, my girlfriend... And Megan, who's, who's that one from? Oh, that's from The New Today. Oh, the new today. Okay. Yes. Also, uh, my girlfriend Megan, she submitted one that she just told me randomly the other, like the uh, a few hours ago. Happy cast in pursuit of happiness, or some other variation of those words, like happy cast pursuing happiness, or stuff like that. No, I like that. I like that. Uh, can we can we spell happiness with a Y, like that Will Smith movie you're so fond of? No, no, we can't. I've already ranted about that last episode. Epedition. Okay. Sorry. Um, and two more that were said in the chat. One by Q, Happy Cast, Cheaper Than Therapy. The one that, you know, Q said. Another one, I forgot who said it, but I'm sure they'll tell me in a second. Happy Cast, Incoherency for the Masses. <laughs> I like that one. And Oh, that was Ice. And in the chat, there are a couple more. Anton, Happy Cast, Bees, Knees, Glee. And um, Ms. Fizbiz has Happy Cast, Makes Ears Happy. We 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 have a we have a lot of possible slogans here. I I'm really really excited to see what ends up winning winning the final prize. Who knows what's going to make it? Only time will tell. Or us. So, or us. Us plus time equals the answer. So anyway, I think that I think that does it for this week's episode. I think it does. Unless you have, do you have any parting words of wisdom for the listener? Let's see. I love you all until the end of time. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so I guess, I guess, with those words, until next week, stay happy. Nah. I thought you were gonna join in. I was so, I was so quiet and by myself. I tried again. Tried again. <laughs> So until next week, stay happy.
butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book. A reading of a rainbow. special guest, the man, the legend, the panther? Anyways, his name is Ben, and he's here promoting his autobiography called Ben Cobb, Awesome and Mysterious, Part 2, Electric ben Okay, so, Ben... I have just finished reading this book, and OMG, so intense. The, you know what, it's so, it's such a beautiful book, the cover art is so bright and so vivid, I just want to read this book all day across the sky. Well you should Miss Turner, it took me a full one hour to write the entire 7,000 page book. Wow. What does it mean? A, what does it a mean? Book, a, a book is like a, a series of words and paragraphs that tell a story. Oh no, silly. I know what a book is. I have been hosting this show for 2.7 weeks. Mm. And I know what I'm doing. Thank you very much. So point seven of a week? What is... Anyway, my book. Have you read it yet? I did. I just finished it right before the show started, and I have a few questions. Oh, okay. Sh- shoot but away. I like. I love questions. Because some don't know that I am the world's fastest typer, which is how I got it done so quickly. Wow. Yeah, and you actually had a chapter in your book related to your special skills, including uh, your skill in the art of... Nunchuckery. Nunchuckery? Uh, yes, nunchuckery. That is the official title. No, I'm afraid the word is nunchuckizing. Oh, I'm so they sorry. Al- that is completely they only s- unprofessional of me. They only say nunchuckery in Europe, actually. And I studied in China. Oh, okay. My apologies to our Asian viewers. Nunchuckery. What was that word again? Nunchuckizing. Nunchuckizing. Okay, so he is skilled in the use of nunchucks. And uh, I read in chapter 4 that you also spent some time studying under the Benedictine monks. Is this true? That is very true. There I learned how to wrestle lions. Wow, that is... 
oh my gosh, what does it mean? I mean, so intense. I can't imagine the intensity of fighting lions. I know. Also, that is where I invented monk stew. Wow, yes, because, uh, audience, I forgot to mention, this book is not only an autobiographical tale of the amazing and almost unbelievable story of this young man's but life. But true. It is also... It is also a cookbook. Yes. Including recipes related to his travels in life. One recipe for every so, event. Right, yes. Which is so many, considering that the book is... 5,000 chapters long. I mean, I can't... I didn't even know there were that many types of food in the world. I, I invented most of these. For Well, here's one I didn't invent, but is my special recipe, because I add a little something to it. From my time in Hawaii, when I was hung upside down over a volcano in one of the lesser-known Hawaii islands where natives still dwell, I thought of the pineapple upside-down cake. And the best way to cook it is over lava. Wow, I have been doing it wrong all these years. If you don't have lava, and then it just isn't the same. Well, of course. That would explain. I mean, who better to tell us than the master? Exactly. Anyway, so tell us a little more about uh, chapter 17 in which you chronicle your exciting and dangerous adventures skydiving sans parachute oh yes I didn't know if like some people would even understand that one yes uh I jumped from a Boeing 747 we were about 300,000 feet in the air I jumped without a parachute with only my will to land safely I only broke both my legs and one finger which one all of them. But you said it was only one. Yes. Okay. Anyways, moving on. That is astounding. And it, it says here, if, if I may give a direct quote from page 697, you said that you experienced the most amazing, intense, breathtaking, awe-inspiring feeling of your life and that you somehow, supernaturally floated gently down like a gentle rainbow floating across the sky and kissing the ground gently landing on your feet. Uh, Ma'am, are you on LSD? No, this is a drug-free show, kids. Don't do drugs. Okay. Exactly. Okay. But uh, I didn't gently land. I did break two legs. I fell at a speed of approximately 3,000 miles per hour. And you survived? I did. It sounds faster, but some don't know the faster you fall, the less you break. Wow, that's... Sounds kind of counterintuitive, but okay. You think so? I, l I learned that on my, let's see, uh, one, two, 20th climb up Mount Everest. Wow, that is 
truly remarkable. I base jumped back you, down. Sir, you, you, sir, you are not only a gentleman and a scholar, you are also a true American hero. That I am. And that concludes our interview for today. Everybody, give a big round of applause to Mr. Ben Cobb. And buy my book. It's a real page turner. Haha, <laughs> yeah, I never get that one. That's all the time we have for today. So be sure to tune in next time when I interview Dolly Parton.